doesn't fit you now, it's not, you're not gonna wait to lose five pounds to fit into it because guess what? When you lose that five pounds and it finally makes you feel better or whatnot, it's not even the right piece for you. Like it's just game over. Welcome to the Bright Side Up podcast. My name is Chelsea Valentino. And I'm Erin Salvetti, and we are the co-creators of the Bright Side Up Women's Wellness Retreat and now Bright Side Up podcast. You know that feeling you get when you hang up with a girlfriend after talking on the phone and you're just so jazzed up and invigorated for life? That is exactly what we want to bring you here. Think girly wellness chats. Chelsea and I will be sharing our tips and tricks that we use to live our most vibrant life, as well as bringing on guests who are thought leaders in the space. So whether you're on a walk, driving the car, doing some dishes or folding laundry, we want to be there right by your side to help you live your life bright side up. So grab your favorite beverage and cozy up because we cannot wait to share all this goodness that we have in store. Welcome back to the Bright Side Up podcast. I'm Chelsea Valentino. And I'm Erin Salvetti. And we have not stopped thinking about our guests on the podcast from today. We filmed this yesterday and literally for the past 24 hours, Chelsea and I have been either texting or just thinking to ourselves about what changes we need to make in our own life based off of our guests' recommendations. I cannot tell you how much the wheels were turning through the entire interview with her for me. And just like you said, since then, I have been editing mentally in my closet, thinking about so many outfits that, you know, I've worn in the past and put things together and now seeing it in a completely different light. And at first it was a little overwhelming, but now with all the tips that she shared, I feel like so prepared and ready to take on this like next level version of fashion. I know what you mean. And I really feel like, okay, now that we're in our forties, we're stepping into a new era, a new chapter, and we need to be ourselves, but also feel good in our clothes. And I love how she gave us tips on how to feel our best in our clothes and really what things to invest in. The tips that she shared are so helpful to take away the stress before going to an event or girls, because I'm constantly the one frantically shopping like, oh my gosh, I need something for this. And Sydney just like broke it down and just made it seem like so much more accessible to feel good in your clothes. And also, you know, I talk all the time about intentional eating and intentional movement. I never think about like the intention of presenting myself and what I'm wearing and what a huge difference that has on mental health and how you feel. Like everyone listening can agree when you have a good outfit on and you know you look good, you freaking stand taller. Like you are lighting up the room because internally you just feel it. You feel that vibe. I'm super excited to share. Like such a fun episode. So fun. And you'll hear it in when we talk to Sydney, but literally Chelsea and my jaws both dropped at the same time with some of the information she gave us. It was so good. So we really think you're going to love it. Here's a little bit about Sydney. Sydney Judge has worked in the fashion industry for over two decades in some of the most iconic fashion cities in the world until she rooted herself back in San Diego, where she founded Styled by Sid to bring her love of fashion styling to the laid back lifestyle of Southern California. Sydney is a transformational wardrobe stylist who works with busy professionals one-on-one with her signature service to provide them with style expertise and elevated shopping experiences to save time, 
achieve authentic style, and excel with confidence. Sydney defines and refines your style and provides solutions to establish a recognizable image and a digital wardrobe guide for ease of getting dressed for any occasion. Sydney resides in San Diego and works in person with clients all over Southern California and nationwide virtually. When she is not styling, you can find her at the gym or spa or spending time with her two adorable boys and creative British husband. Sydney has been my personal friend for over 20 years. We are college alumni from San Diego State, and it has been such a joy to watch her just bloom and grow. Without further ado, here is Sydney Judge. Sid, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. This is so exciting. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, and how you wound up in this amazing fashion industry. Basically, I always was obsessed with fashion, like giving people mini makeovers in my head all the time. And, you know, when you're in college, you can't really figure out what you want. So I, you know, do the whole communication major. I went to San Diego State, which is obviously how I know Aaron. And I, you know, just got trapped in a boring job after college and was like, this isn't me. Like, this isn't what I want. So I took a giant leap and moved over to London because I knew I could get an easy student visa over there and take some fashion marketing courses. And because I was older and I had a lot of work experience, I just knocked on a ton of doors and did a lot of um, free work interning. And I ended up getting a job and sponsored and working over at the Juicy Couture office in London when they were popular back in 2005. They're making a comeback. I've seen some juicy velour. (laughs) Everything from 2003 to 2005 is making a comeback, which I'm like, I'm having a hard time dealing with. We can chat about that later. (laughs) But yeah, so I worked for Juicy Couture in London and then I was in the PR and marketing department and did a lot of events and celebrity dressing and then just kept kind of moving my way through different brands. I went over to a luxury fashion house, which took me to, you know, Paris Fashion Week and I was helping, you know, do marketing and sales and PR as well for a luxury house. And then 2008 happened and I had already met my now husband, Tom. That was one of the goals going over to England, bring back British boy to America. And uh, we moved to New York together. And I just, again, knocked on a ton of doors, just figured I could get a job there. And I ended up landing a really great job at H&M as their PR manager in Soho. That was incredible. That was when H&M was just starting out in, in America. It was already huge in Europe. And so I worked there, loved it again, big event, celebrity dressing, PR, all this, all the fun stuff. And then I were, I moved to another brand um, called Halston, Halston Heritage. I know you guys probably know Halston from the seventies, but this is their revival brand, Halston Heritage and worked with Sarah Jessica Parker on that brand. So random worked there for a year and then decided I wanted to move back to California. So I got a job with Stella McCartney and did all of her VIP events and celebrity dressing in LA. And then I had some babies and then I decided to start style by Sid. (laughs) I know the background. I just feel like I could dive into even more of your background because I just want to know juicy details about all of that stuff, but kind of fast forward to now you are a stylist in the San Diego area. And so what does that look like? Basically working a lot with celebrity stylists, right? They come into the stores, especially Stella McCartney. Everybody wanted to wear Stella McCartney. They come into the stores, they get to pull whatever they want for someone to wear something for the red carpet or the tonight show um, or press for their movie. Uh, You help, you work with a stylist and you choose, you you do a pull for them and you get to put it on them and dress them. And they look great. Every time you see a celebrity photographed, they've been styled by a stylist. So they always look great. And when they're 
you know, photographed by a paparazzi and they don't look great. That's just them wearing their running mill clothes. Basically, when I moved to San Diego, I had all this knowledge. I still loved doing like the mini makeovers in my head. And I was surrounded by a community of women and men who had just lost a lot of weight. Um, my husband started working for a wellness clinic and I was really good friends with the owner of this weight loss clinic. And I said to her, listen, you have, you're making good money and you're dressing like you did 10 years ago. And you're just like buying expensive things like, you know, Tory Birch flats and got the Louis Vuitton bag, but you're not stylish. You don't look good. You, you're a CEO of a brand now. You need to step it up. So she was my first guinea pig. And I just put this business plan together and I was trying to kind of bring in the idea of celebrity dressing to the run in the mill people. And I started, I was one of the first ones. I mean, this was like 12, like 11 years ago. And the personal styling thing wasn't a big thing back then. So I really had to sell myself to these women and men in San Diego to be like, Hey, step it up guys. You guys aren't dressing well. And here's how easy I can make it. I just, you know, it was trial and error. It was working with a lot of clients. I've been word of mouth for the last 11 years. I've really never advertised. I don't have a huge social media, Instagram presence. Cause I'm, um, always behind the scenes working with real people. I love that you're in San Diego because I think my husband and I need you. We were just <laughs> talking about this. I'm not kidding. We're both horrible at fashion. And he had to go to a funeral last week and was like, I don't even have anything to wear to a funeral because we're very active. So we're constantly in workout clothes. But when it comes to going out or, you know, going to any sort of event, we just don't have that. So I'm curious, like, what does a typical appointment look like? For you. So if you're going to bring on a new client, like, what do you do? Do you go like straight into the closet? Walk us right. through I've learned a lot in the last 10 years of owning my own business. Um, a lot of, a lot of trial and error. And I've learned that I can't do just a quick, like, Hey, Chelsea, um, I'm going to help dress you for your next wedding event. I don't bring value to you. If I don't get to know you, I don't know your pain points. I don't under, I don't know, you know, if you have an allergic reaction to wool, or if you have a high incip in your foot and certain shoes you can't wear. In order to maximize our time together, you cannot work with me and be a new client with me unless you go through my foundational process. And so that in itself is probably about six weeks working together. It's where it's kind of like investing in a trainer, right? You don't just do one training session. You say, I'm ready to make changes. I'm ready to make healthy habits. Well, the same thing goes with your wardrobe. When you're ready to step into this new self and you're ready to invest in yourself and say, yes, like, I deserve this, especially after having babies and, you know, going through all these different jobs. A lot of my male executives are finally either stepping into the role of a CEO or they're becoming entrepreneurs. And they're like, I need to look the part. They don't have time. Right. So I take that burden off their shoulders because I have the knowledge. I have the time. This is what I've been doing. So it starts with defining your style. I really help people hone in on what they want, what they want to look like, what they want their style to say about them. I get to know them really well too. So figuring out what they love, you know, trying to incorporate some of those little cute things that make their personality unique within their fashion. And then I do the closet edit, which is about a four hour appointment. So we're going to, you know, dig out, dig everything out, figure out what doesn't work, what you want to tailor, what you want to donate. And I teach them a lot in that meeting. I bring items and teach them how to style certain things, why your pant leg looks better with no break, you know, for a, a male on their, on their shoe or for women, like how to tuck in your shirt properly or how to roll your sleeves, things like that. I teach them things that they probably have watched YouTube videos on, but then never really tried themselves. And then the fun part starts and that's when I shop. And I usually take about two weeks to do a really deep dive on the internet and figure out the best brands for your body type, your budget, 
your lifestyle. And I do all that shopping. And then if you're in person, if you're in San Diego or LA or whatnot, I will bring all of that to your house. So you get a whole boutique in your room. And then I do all the returns and whatnot. And then the coolest part is, is now I'm a part of like a digital style software where everything that we've purchased and everything that you currently have in your closet will be um, photographed and it's kept on a digital software. So literally like share from Clueless. I was just going to say that from Clueless. That's exactly what I pictured in my mind. So what am I wearing today? And I'm sure I put it on my Instagram a few times of like, what does this look like? So, you know, you wake up in the morning, you realize, oh my gosh, I have a funeral to go to. This is terrible. But I know Sydney put together a few business casual looks that are dark. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. I have all these things. This is what I'm wearing. So that's the really cool part about the final piece that ties it all together. Both of our jaws are dropped. I think we dropped our jobs at the same time. Like, oh my gosh, I want this. That sounds incredible. Now I'm actually a weight loss coach. A lot of our listeners are my clients and we talk about this a lot. I'm not a fashion guru by any means, but I do get this because, you know, these women are losing like 30 to 40 pounds. And so it's a complete just transformation physically. And of course, like you said, the closet is not going to have the things that you want to be wearing anymore from your perspective. And for someone who doesn't have a stylist, like what are your top classic pieces that you would recommend for people to invest in, whether they've just lost a lot of weight or whether they're looking to transform their style? Like where do you start with the classic pieces? That's one of the main focus when I shop for people is finding out their gaps, right? So after the closet edit, I know what their gaps are. I know what they don't have. And it's pretty much the same thing across the board with every single uh, closet I go into, whether you're male or female, is you don't have those foundational wardrobe pieces that are versatile, they're timeless, and they're classic. So that's your good jeans, your t-shirts, for women, the camisoles, crew neck sweaters, the third piece, the outerwear, you know, I'm not talking North Face jackets, I'm talking blazers, tweed cropped jackets, cardigans, bomber jackets, that third piece that really brings it all together. And button downs, good shoes, you know, and all these things, these these essentials, they have to be updated, you know, every few years, if you want to feel modern and current. One of the biggest things in the closet edit I'll tell somebody is if it doesn't fit you now, it's gone. And if it doesn't fit you now, it's not, you're not going to wait to lose five pounds to fit into it. Because guess what? When you lose that five pounds and it finally makes you feel better or whatnot, it's not even the right piece for you. Like it's just game over. So that's the first thing I'll say. If it doesn't fit you, it's out. We're donating that. I love that because that is something that everyone does. I feel like, oh, I'm just going to wait until I lose these five pounds. Then I can squeeze into these jeans again. It's like, no, why are you doing that? And it's also like a declutter for your mind and your space. Speaking with that, like I've been having trouble finding jeans. So like, how do you jump on a jean trend? I feel like there's all kinds of jean trends and like Gen Z versus millennial. And obviously the skinny tapered jeans are out, but like the big baggier ones, I feel like, I I feel like I'm too old for that. So how do you go and like, how do you find a pair of the barrel jeans? I don't know if I can get on board with the barrel jeans. I just- big barrel fan. Are you? <laughs> well, again, I know my personal style. I know what I like. So some, when something comes in and I like it, then I'm going to go for it. So what, what's your best advice about if you want to, okay, I'm going to go in and get a closet staple. I'm going to pick out denim. How do you go about, what's the first step you would do to go about finding your perfect pair of jeans? 
as a 30 to 40 year old. Okay. So that ties into, let's just say, you know, you're doing first do your quick closet edit, right. And do it, do a category at a time because it's super overwhelming. So let's just say we're taking denim, put on a top that you love. Don't put on a gross t-shirt and then now try on all your denim and you figure out it's not, does this spark joy in my life? It's, is this me now? Do I feel confident in this? Does it flatter my body type? And do I even like it? Is it like, oh, you know, those things could be all the, all there, but then you're like, I don't even like this. This is ridiculous. So that's how you're going to edit out your denim. So you might be left with, let's just say two pairs. So now you're going jean shopping and you really have to know your numbers. It doesn't matter if you're tall or you're short or you're apple or triangle shaped, you have to know your numbers. And when I say that it's kind of like a stylist online shopping tip. When you look at the numbers of the garment, it's the rise of the pant, the inseam of the pant where they hit you on your leg. So if you're really short or you're really tall, your pants should all still hit in the same spot based on your body type. And the jean trends right now are, like you said, all over the board. You first just need to start with your updated denim that's modern for your body type that you feel confident and comfortable in that hugs you in all the right spots that you can pair with a sneaker with a boot and a heel. So if you can wear it three different ways, you know, it's, you know, it's your right piece. And that takes a lot of experimenting. It's not, I mean, when you work with me, obviously I, I help you and I point you in the right direction and I'll still be experimenting with you. But for the run in the mill, 35, 40 year old woman walking into Madewell, you're probably going to be pretty disappointed. You're not going to leave with a lot of good things. You're going to be like, oh, this is not good. And it's just because that's just one store. There's thousands, hundreds of thousands of brands out there. And you just have to know where to start, you know, and, and it helps if you know your numbers. So I deep dive on the internet on ShopBop, let's say, and I look at all the brands, you know, A Goldie, Mother, Citizens of Humanity, AYR, you know, James, Jeans, like all of them. And I'm like, ooh, this one isn't too wide on the bottom. It's not going to do that weird boot cut flare. This one's going to be perfect for me. And I know my numbers and I'll order them. And if they make me feel good, I keep them. If they don't, they go back. <laughs> So I think it's a good point of the, the questions that you're asking yourself, like, does this bring me joy? Because that's normally what I'll ask myself. And I think I'm asking myself the wrong questions. <laughs> yeah, they brought me joy because they were my first pair of designer jeans I ever bought. But like, okay, Aaron, that was like back in 2002. Like this, we need to move on. Like these yeah. maybe bring you nostalgia, but they're not good for now. And I need to remind myself of that. Right, exactly. I mean, some of the best jeans I've actually purchased before, which is so random because most of these clothes don't fit well, is Banana Republic. And I'm like, what's going on? But these jeans, like these summer, I have these white jeans that make me feel like a million bucks when I put them on. Um, they make me stand a little taller. I, I know I can pair them with lots of different things and I love them. So it really is what works for your body type now, because especially as women and men, every year we get older, our body's changing. So it's not your fault if the clothes don't fit you off the rack. It isn't. It's, it, you know, you need tailoring. You also need to find the right brands and you have to figure that out by experimenting. So one thing that does bring me a lot of joy is bringing color into my wardrobe. And so I know that you have like a really good ratio to kind of go off of, of like how much color you should have versus neutrals. What does that look like? I always tell everyone when I'm when I, like when I first start the closet edit and I see everything in their closet, I see a ton of color, especially women. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is like springtime in here. And it's because as women, when they shop, they don't go shopping for boring essentials. They go shopping for last minute events, right? I get texts all the time. Oh, what are we wearing this weekend when we go out? I'm at the mall right now. I'm like, so you're just shopping for the one top to make you feel good for that one night. And then you're not going to wear it again. So when I come into someone's closet, that is what I see. Many mistakes throughout the last 10 years. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's just a hot mess, right? I 
pride myself on not having to do any last minute shopping before events, you know, unless I want something to be extra special, but I I'm pretty good. I have everything that I need and I know how to pair it and make it work. So you want to have at least 60% of your wardrobe in the neutral color palette, black, white, navy, gray. You want to have at least like 25% in like the tonal range. So a lighter blue, a lighter gray, maybe that army green or whatnot. Leopard is also like a neutral as they say. And it's very popular right now, clearly with mob waves. Mob waves. <laughs> I never stopped wearing leopards, so I have that claim to fame. I love it. And then I'd say just like 15% should be your bright colors. It's good for like you're wearing today, Erin, a yellow sweater. It looks great on your skin tone. It's nice to have those pieces when you're on a special Zoom call or when you have a headshot or when you have a special event and you have a talk to do. You want something that really brings out your color. But if you've had a ton of yellow blouses in your closet, you're going to slowly figure out that you don't have anything to wear because you don't have the basic neutral pieces and and the foundation colors. Chelsea, how are you feeling? (laughs) I'm very overwhelmed, but like... (laughs) So I'm a hot mess every single time I have an event to go to or a weekend with Aaron. Talk about that. I'm just like, shit, I can't just... I am a big black, white, gray girl, but a little too much. We're talking like 95% of everything that I own. So I try to get some color in there. And I saw something on your Instagram. I think it was a woman doing color matching. Was that right? Oh yeah. I I recently just got like a color theory done to me because I hadn't ever really done it. That was the coolest thing to watch. So, and you see the different colors on your skin and it made, that stood out to me so much to realize like the difference in colors for each of us. Cause it's obviously like everything in life. It's not one size fits all. My question that's like going through my head is what are your biggest fashion faux pas or your biggest pet peeves that you see that people are doing because I was telling Aaron before we got on with you like I just don't want to be that person with the the red flag that you're like (laughs) styling in your head you're like oh my gosh this girl so tell me so I can't offend them or whatever (laughs) well it's it's definitely different for everyone but for as a stylist and I of most stylists that I'm friends with agree that the again the idea of this going out top is just a huge pet peeve in general even this weekend I have a dinner to go to I have a beautiful just plain silk midi dress I'm going to throw on an oversized blazer roll the sleeves put some accessories on wear my cool ankle boots and I'm going to look elevated and chic I'm not going to put on jeans and a going out top like it's just old it's 2000 and three mentality. And as much as you still need a few of those pieces in your wardrobe, like I said, for the headshot or maybe the Zoom meeting, or maybe you're a dinner date with your husband, it's not a stylish way to dress. So definitely, if you want to edit your closet, the first thing I would do is tackle the going out tops, those random blouses that you bought on the last minute trips to Nordstrom Rack. That needs to be edited down. Maybe have five, no more than five. But the huge pet peeve is, you know, they used to like have those faux wrap tops. They still have them. Like Vince Camuto makes them. Nordstrom sells them all the time. They're like fake wrap tops with like a button on the bottom. And they're teaching women that they should hide their belly. They're hide their middle section by wearing a top that's out with like a pair of black slacks. And it's sad because so many executive women that I work with, they just, you know, they could be super powerful, but they're still wearing that. They're still like, oh, it's a nice blouse for work. And the reality is it's not. You're not doing your body any favors by trying to hide a middle section with a fake wrap top. You can't even tuck it in. You can't put a blazer over it to make it look nice. Um, It's just a pointless piece that should never be made. (laughs) Quick question before we move on, because this is a debate at the gym with my friend Sheila. 
the socks. Are you supposed to show your ankles now or is that a no-no? Like, <laughs> like these, I have these socks on because I've been doing the socks. I don't look good with the socks all the way up. Tell me like, what, what's the answer? Okay. So Gen Z likes to come up with these new rules and apparently just like throw millennials under the bus on TikToks and all hear whispers of this, but yeah, Gen Z says not to show your ankles anymore. Um, I don't think that matters, right? You're going to show your ankles when you wear a nice sneaker with jeans. When it comes to the gym, who cares? You're working out. Like, let's just get in there and get the work done. Um, and I think a lot of the socks over leggings with the, you know, oversized sweatshirt and trench coat, you know, look is you're just copying what you're seeing online. And it's not necessarily something that's stylish. It's just something that's now the social norm. And it's, you know, I personally, it's cold. I like socks. I'm going to wear socks. I've been doing it, but, uh, you don't have to. Thank you. I, I like my ankles. So that's like my one, I got some good ankles. Yep. Show them off. Makes you so, look taller and thinner. Yeah. I, that, I do struggle with that too. It's like, oh, I feel like I look so squatty with my socks up, but it is kind of fun to, to play around with doing socks or no show socks. Sometimes huh. it's cute with the right shoe. I'm like, okay, yeah. but for the gym, like, I just want to throw my ankle socks on. Okay. Thank you. If that clears it up. I, and I cannot stop saying what you said earlier in my head. And I think it's so reassuring. It's not your fault. If the clothes at the store don't fit you. I think so many of us punish ourselves of like, oh my gosh, why doesn't it? I love that you made that point. I'm just bringing it back around. Cause I think people need to hear that and know that like getting it altered is totally fine. But it's finding your brands. And honestly, if, you, if someone doesn't have the means to afford a, someone like me to work with them, take your Pinterest board. I mean, try not to take your Pinterest board from 2003 or four, because um, the images on Pinterest are still worrisome to me. But if you go into Net-A-Porter online or shop up online, all of those websites now have a, an essentials tab, right? And they kind of show you what their best editors picks are of those essentials. Use the free shipping and free returns, order them and try them on in the comfort of your own home. Do the experimenting, figure out what you like and what you don't like. When something works for you, write down that brand. And then each season, check out that brand because they're going to keep making that same type of silhouette in maybe different materials or different colors. And it's like I said, you just got to know yourself. You got to know the brands that work. You can't just walk into Nordstrom and expect to walk out a new woman, even with their personal stylist, because they've only got a small selection of brands to work with there as well. And like you mentioned earlier, they haven't been working with you either. So they don't know, you know, the typical mm -hmm. pitfalls that you're having or your, even your general style or your lifestyle. So that's hard too. I think a lot of what I do when I work with both men and women is I give them the confidence to even say yes to some of these bigger purchases. I, I explain to them, you know, how much is the bottle of wine that you drank on Saturday night? And maybe you had that for three weekends in a row. And that just adds up to the $300 blazer that I'm telling you that you deserve to buy that's going to last you for 10 years. You know, do the cost per wear analysis. It's very cheap. I swear by the cost per wear analysis. Can you describe <laughs> yeah. that for our listeners? Because I heard this, like, I don't even know how many years ago, but th this is how I justify everything. Basically, when you see a piece that you absolutely love, right? And I, I, I love fast fashion. Don't get me wrong. H&M and Zara, I can find some killer things, but investing in a good leather boot, investing in a good blazer, investing in some good t-shirts, even if you absolutely love it and you know, it's part of your core style and you are just like, this makes me feel like a million bucks. It's cost per wear because it's never going to go out of style. You're going to wear it a thousand times. And so that 400 price tag doesn't seem so high. Well, yeah. And if it's $400 and you wear it 400 times, it was only a yeah. dollar per wear. Dollar. 
Exactly. Same thing is if you like nothing haunts us like the things that we didn't buy, you know, I, I had this leopard blazer that I recently wore in a headshot shoot um, that I had tried on every single time I went to Bloomingdale's. It was $700. Tom, don't listen to this. It was $700. I did get it on sale. I was waiting for it to go on sale, but it was a brand that I love. It was like this French brand that I've had my eye on forever. It made me feel incredible. It was very within my core style and it was also within a neutral color palette. So I was like, I'm going to wear this a ton. And then I've already worn it at least 10 times and I'm going to have it for probably, I told Tom, I'm like, you can bury me in that blazer. <laughs> So, okay. So, so we talk a lot on here about wellness and our fitness habits. How do you keep yourself feeling good in your clothes? What are your kind of fitness and wellness practices that you love and that you share with your clients too? To feel good in your clothes. Again, I'm never, I'm hitting this point a lot, but it's find the right brands for your body type, get them tailored. I love Aaron. You made a real ages ago. It has like millions of views, but it was like, how do I make these pants look better Buy the next size up? Who cares? You know, the sizing right now is so crazy. I love that one too, because it was just such like a mind ah moment when yeah. it's like, who cares? And if someone's asking your pant size, like, why are they asking you your pant size? Who cares? No, no I know. Knows. I wore, I wore Tom's baggy trousers the other day. And I was like, I'm I so that. into this right now. It's so cute. It, right. I'm not going to buy them, so but I'm, it, it made me feel good. It made me feel like youthful again. I was like, okay, I'm into this, but I'm not going to go out and buy baggy trousers. To feel good in your clothes, you also have to feel good in your skin, like you said. So I am a big sauna advocate. I have one. It was, we invested in one right before COVID. It just happened to be just perfect timing. So we, we had cold, we had cold plunge sauna um, backyard situation for two years during COVID. Oh, that's <laughs> you were ahead of all of us. <laughs> I love so, it. you know, I do that. I walk a lot. I just love walking. And I also... I think this is important when, when you go shopping shop, when you feel like you want to do something nice for yourself, stop shopping when you're stressed out because you have a weekend away or you have an event to go to. So every year on my birthday, I go shopping and I just go shopping just to finally be the one who's saying, okay, this is for me. It's not for my clients. And I just wander around and I get pieces again that I know I'm going to wear for 10 years. I'm not wearing it right then and there. Actually, I have a dress that I'm wearing this weekend that I've only worn twice. I got it last year on my birthday in Zara. It's amazing. I bought it. I felt good about myself that day. I was like, I deserve this. I'm shopping for myself. And you just really have to do the shopping outings more often that are like, you're saying, I deserve this. This is, this is important to me. I'm going to go shop for some of those foundation pieces that Sydney was talking about. I'm not going to just rush and shop and run in and try to find something because then it's like square peg round hole. You're not going to find it and you're going to feel really bad about yourself. And the mental wellness piece too comes into play. And then you just leave there feeling stressed and frustrated exactly. and down on yourself. And that's not fun. No, it isn't. And again, like, like I was telling, like said to Chelsea, it's, it is the clothes. It's not you. You have to find your brands. You also have to tailor your stuff. I mean, there's a lot of women out there that are really skinny in some parts or bigger in others or really short and whatnot. And you have to tailor the clothes to fit your body, to make it look appealing, you know, find a good tailor, find your brands. And that's pretty much the, the weight of the world will be off your shoulders. Once you have those core pieces in your closet. Speaking of mental wellness with shopping, what are your feelings? I feel like you have them on all the Amazon dupes. 
we're seeing? So I did a few of these over the summer. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and order some of these because I never do, right? You know, there might be the one workout tank. I'll do it, whatever. It's like, I don't want to pay $100 at Lulu. I'm going to buy an Amazon dude workout tank. But when it comes to these sets or these in uh, fashion influencers that are showing us these, t- these dupes or these target runs and these outfits, half the time, they're not wearing them. They're not, this is not their core style. This is not what you're going to find them in at the grocery store um, or doing pickups or whatnot. Second of all, they pile up. If you're constantly ordering Amazon dupes, you know, the $34.99 set that's so cute in one picture. Again, a lot of these influencers, people don't realize they're posing for it and they're moving their bodies and then they're taking it off. They're done. They're putting on with them what's their core style, what they feel the best in. And if you keep buying those small things again, then your closet, it just keeps adding up with this these pieces that don't make any sense, right? And I live in Southern California. Closet real estate is expensive. You need to say, does this deserve to be hung in my closet? No, this pile, 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 pile of all these dupes and it's just pointless. And then you start, it's not even really stylish. You start really looking like everyone else online. You're copying something that someone else has been has been doing that isn't even their style. They're doing it for views and they're doing it for likes. They're doing it for commission, whatever it is. And I've fallen pray to that. I mean, I've gotten some really cute things, um, one, once or twice, but that is not how I'm defining my style moving forward. I'm not just investing in these, in these dupes. Sid, I love this so much. <laughs> I, really do. I don't, I don't want you to see all my piles of <laughs> my dupes up there <laughs> that you're right. I mean, they don't even fit me well. So it's- when, when you're defining your style, right. And get, like you said, your thirties and your forties and you're getting, um, older, you figure out what you really want, right? We're getting better at saying no. Yeah. We're getting better at boundaries. We're getting better at all these things, but fashion isn't easy. It is a muscle that you have to work. You have to practice. And it's small, consistent habits of shopping like a stylist, picking out things that are going to last and be versatile that make you feel good about yourself and then letting them have that expensive real estate in your closet. It's small. Like my wardrobe's probably way better, Chelsea, than your wardrobe, but your body's probably way better than mine. (laughs) You've been working out a lot more than I have, and I've been shopping a lot more than you have, right? I'm not going to compare, but it's just about making those small, consistent changes that's going to be better for the long run. Well, it's so funny because it totally just mirrors what we talk about with everything else, with having boundaries. And like what you tolerate, you get what you tolerate, whether that's in relationships or in fitness or food. And because I'm this way with food, I'm so picky. I will invest. I'll easily drop 500 bucks at Whole Foods and not blink an eye. But right. you're God, I better not buy a $40 t-shirt. It's <laughs> a different thing. Like I just can't justify it. But it's so silly because just like you're saying, like you feel so much better in your clothes when you're put together. You just carry this energy. And I think that's such a great point that you made. It really does come to like self-care and mental wellness of having those staples and those pieces that make you feel you versus you trying to dress like somebody else. Truly anything in life, if we're faking it, people can feel it. And if you're faking a look because someone else is wearing it, you feel it. And you're like, I don't feel authentic. The times that I have a good outfit, I mean, there's been a few outfits Aaron's put me in that I'm like, oh my gosh, I am totally standing taller. I feel so confident. I feel so good. So I think there's just so much value in that. Well, it's very cliche, but when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you play good. And when you play good, people pay good. That's, that's all in life. And it doesn't matter if you're an influencer or if you're a stylist, if you're a VP of a company. Um, That's why so many women and men decide to say yes to the stylist. There was just a great article in the Wall Street Journal about 
about how many people are taking that off their plate now because they're too busy and they want to get it right. They don't want to do the experimenting. They don't want to do the research and know their stuff. They want someone else to do that for them. Just like I can't go to the gym without a trainer. I'll literally go on the elliptical for 20 minutes and leave. (laughs) Yeah. But it's also too like know your strengths and then lean into those. And then whatever you're not really strong at, then you, you get the help and you get the assistance that you need and support. And it right. Exactly. Feel- and once you become a client of mine, that's when I get to know you really well. I mean, I'm, I've become friends with all of my clients over the years and that's when people can hire me for the, the one-off, you know, family photo shoot or the special event or the traveling, um, to Europe over the summer. And they need, you know, five or six new outfits and need to help style their whole itinerary. So those are the things that I love helping people with once you're my client. I've just learned over the years. It doesn't work when someone calls me out of the blue. I don't know them. Hey, they said you're amazing. Can you come over and help me? The relationship never works. We have to get to know each other. I have to hear what your wants and needs are. And I have to help bring out your most authentic self and, you know, up level your style through the confidence building that I, that I bring just in these one-on-ones, you know? So tell us, tell our listeners, Sid, where they can find you. I know that you do a lot of in-person, but you can also help people nationwide. So tell people where they can find you and all of your services and social handles and all that good stuff. Styled by Sid. So styled with a D styled by Sid. Um, and my website's the same thing, styledbysid.com. It's actually, I'm currently going through a website update just to kind of bring some of these ideas that um, I talked about today. Even I want to have like a downloadable PDF, of these essentials that I love, and also just, you know, how to answer some of these questions that people have, like the basically FAQs to work with me and how it works. You know, so people aren't just calling me saying like, oh no, I have a last minute event. I need help. Um, because it is a process and you do have to be ready to invest in this, right? Just like interior designers, trainers, you have to be ready to say, I'm ready to invest in myself. This is my gift. I'm ready to up-level my style. And I honestly hope that after people work with me, they don't call me every season because I teach them the whole entire time we're working together, how to shop like a stylist, how to style yourself, how to dress better, how to elevate your look little tips and tricks. And so they kind of get it right. And then they have a great wardrobe to show for it. So it's just like the initial investment. And then hopefully I just send them off to be stylish people in their world. (laughs) They they leave the nest. Bye. I get so excited when I get texts from clients. It honestly fills me up and they're like, Oh my God, aren't you proud of this outfit I put together today? It's so good. Or, Hey, I went to the mall today and I didn't buy anything except a silk cami because I knew we were still looking for a silk cami. I'm like, good job. <laughs> so good. Okay. Let's go shopping. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, I'm like, oh God. I'm like, I need to go into my closet right now. So now knowing what we know about all of this goodness you've shared, do you feel that women dress for women or do women dress for men? Oh, 100% women are dressing for other women, especially in this new new age of social media and fashion influencers. It's almost like this social norm of this outfit I have to put on to look a certain way, to fit into a certain group. And you, I mean, just think about when you have a date with your husband or your significant other, you probably get ready pretty quickly because you're so confident and you're, you love being with them. You feel yourself with them and you know, you just do your hair and makeup. Your husband's like, you look hot. But when you have something to do with a group of girls, a brunch, a a birthday dinner, a trip, do you not feel stressed? Do you not feel like, oh my gosh, am I going to be accepted? Does this look bad on me? Do I look silly? Do I look fat? Is my butt looking weird? (laughs) Yes. 
women 100% are dressing for other women. And like I said, back to my original advice, you just got to hone in on what you love, what you feel the best in, and then start shopping those pieces because your confidence is going to up-level any outfit that you're wearing when you feel good. I love that. And I think bringing that up, like as we all see a woman passing by, even like stranger or not, let's all tell each other we look freaking good because we're dressing for each other. So yeah. <laughs> we might as well put that positivity out there. There's so many times I see a cute outfit and I'm like, Chelsea, just tell her because we feel so good, right? When someone, especially a stranger compliments you, you're like, oh, no. okay. Okay. One last question. You know, it's the Bright Side Up podcast. So we would love to hear from you how you live your life Bright Side Up. Okay. Good question. I I mean, to look at the bright side, right? Over the last few years of my life, I've definitely realized that movement makes me happy. So it's, I do a lot of walks. I love walks to music or to podcasts, focusing on things that I can control because there's so many things that I can't control, even in my business, right? There'll be packages that get stopped in customs or they're not delivered on time or a kid will get sick and I can't make it to my client's house. So if I just focus on what I can control in my own house, um, that really, that centers me and just chills me out because I'm definitely, I'm a pretty high strong person. I'm pretty go, go, go. And lastly, I just say it's it's acts of service. I mean, what I do for my clients is not just giving them a whole new wardrobe and walking away. It's building relationships. It's developing friendships. It's bringing confidence to them when they didn't have it all through clothes, but also through the process because they're saying yes to investing in themselves and taking on this next step and getting texts from people afterwards saying how good they felt or they walked into a meeting and they got so many compliments or just not having the stress in the morning to figure out what to wear more and knowing that everything that they have works, that just fills me up. Makes me happy. Sid, I have known you for over 20 plus years. You have shined so bright and it's so fun to see you just living out your, your goals and your dreams. And you have Aww. such a passion behind this. And it's so helpful. Like I'm getting teary. just thinking about it. You are so passionate and you're helping so many people. Thank you. I know. I still remember Why am I getting like emotional. <laughs> I still remember like meeting, meeting up with you at the park and you were like thinking about doing like your fitness blogging and Instagramming and whatnot. And I was like, just be a hero in your community, Erin. And that's exactly what you've done, right? You've taken from Southern California to Northern California. You've made yourself a hero in that wellness world. And it's like, I too love watching you. You bring so much joy to me when I see you shining through your workouts and just your even your girl trips and your retreats. I'm like, um, I have no friends. I need to go. <laughs> I'm busy working all the time. I'm like, I have no, I have, I need more friends. So maybe I need to hit up your new retreat. <laughs> we got you girl. Come. It's a good group. <laughs> it is a good group. Aww. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I'm very excited to chat with you more and yes, yes our whole yes. style. But thank you for sharing everything that you did. I've absolutely loved this. I know everyone else is loving it too. Well, thanks for having me on as your first guest. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Sid. And make sure you check out Styled by Sid on social media. And we'll put her website in our show notes as well. Thank you so much, Sid. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved what you heard today, please go to our show and give us a five-star rating at Bright Side Up. We hope those takeaways are helping you live your life Bright Side Up. And as always... If you love this, send it to a friend. The more of us, the better. We're all in it together and we just can't wait to be with you guys next week.